Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio Show 105. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical Clinic, an integrated free health clinic, which proves that healthcare really is a human right. We are a 501c3. Reach us at occupy-medical.org. And and Hunter Creation, your source for the website, printed material, and design, and more. Our motto is, we can do that. Find them at huntercreation.com. And Candace Hunter Creations, family herbalism, consulting, lessons, and herbals. Find Candace at candacehunter.com. And our new sponsor, Ace High Heat Graphics, your best bet for imprinted t-shirts and other wearables. Find Ace High Heat Graphics at acehighheatgraphics.com. Nice. Thank you so much to all of our sponsors. One of the things we have to talk about today for sure is the Herbal Nerd Society. I want to thank all you members. You have done an amazing job of supporting us. Yeah, it's really nice to see the numbers go up. And I really like when people are sharing the little pieces that we put out there, articles. And there are several times people keep saying, I like this article, but I can't get onto it. Well, that's part of just being an Herbal Nerd Society. We let you see it's a little piece of what we are sharing with the Herbal Nerd Society members, but for just four ninety nine a month, then you can see all of those lovely articles that we have out there. And there are some surprises that will be coming up that we're building right now, but I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Don't be spilling those beans, girl. Mm-mm. No, thanks. If you want to get in touch with us, social media is the place to be. We are mm-hmm. on Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, you can find us at the hashtag... The, the practical herbalist. Right. And we are in the process of building an actual practical herbalist Instagram. Yeah. And thing. I know a lot of people, they've been putting up just pictures of herbs and then adding our hashtag to, and that is it's so awesome. nice because we get to see how herbs are being used in different parts of the country and different parts of the world, for goodness sakes. Oh yeah. We've got some that are in foreign languages. It's awesome. Yeah. I love seeing the community coming together there. You can find us on Facebook at um, The Practical Herbalist. I believe it's Facebook slash The Practical Herbalist. Oh, thank you for so supporting us, guys. Yep. And then also be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Yeah. I always forget about the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. There. Yeah, we have a, a, a growing number of videos, and there's been a couple of new ones that I've been putting up that are just like one-shot wonders, spur-of-the-moment videos. And that's, awesome little tips. Yeah, Those are some little awesome tips. little tips. Yeah, drying yeah. different herbs or what have you, selecting yeah. the right herb. Or it's been. I'd love to get some feedback on that, guys, because I want to see how people are enjoying it or some ideas that they thought would. They have a, a quick question that I could cover in just a one-minute splurge on a video. That'd be fun That'd too. Be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you if you log into YouTube and you take a look at any of our videos, please take the time to like, share, and comment. Tell folks what you thought of it, and especially if you liked it, you know, I'd love to hear compliments. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. All righty, well, let's get on with the show. This is our Herb Lab with reflections and inspirations from show 104 with our guest, Yaakov Levin. And we will be sharing our thoughts about digestive and gut health. So, first, our, here are our hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. 
Well, hey, Sue. Hi. Have you been working on the gut health this week? I've been week? working on the gut health, and I'm a little off kilter because we don't have Patrick with us today. It is. He, he decided to take a break off for some other work that he had to do. And yeah. Yeah. It's kind of odd. I feel like I'm, I'm missing a shoe or something. Right. <laughs> Got to yes. hitch my giddy up. <laughs> Especially when talking about gut health, he has plenty to say on gut, oh. guts. He's gut. He's a gutsy guy. Huh? He's a gutsy guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I liked uh, with uh, Yaakov when he was talking in uh, show one hundred and four. You know, because he's got real hands-on experience. He's made kombucha and he's done a lot of fermentation. Yeah. And fermentation is really a big deal for him. It is. It is. He's a man after my own heart, actually. Yeah, because you're a fermenter. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff have you fermented? I've got, you know, I actually, I've had kombucha going for, at this point, since our show that we had with um, Radical Mycology. Right. Since that show, I've been doing kombucha. I started it. I used the kombucha starter recipe for getting started when you don't have a SCOBY to get you started. Yeah. That's Peter used, McCoy. Yep. I used, with him. Yep. I used Peter McCoy's techniques and I've been doing it consistently. I did take a break through August, late okay. July and August. Um, I found of 2016. Yeah, of this uh-huh. last, of two, or two, 2017. Just this like last oh, this past year. Okay. Yeah, this last couple months ago, I took a, a brief break of like six or eight weeks, and I just let my scobies all mellow and relax. So, so um, scoby is that's that mucus, right? Symbiotic colony of bacterial and bacteria and yeast. It's the it, little oh, it's mushroom. An acronym. Yeah, it's the okay. mushroom that floats at the top of the kombucha when mm-hmm. you're you know making it. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been pasteurized, which means when it's pasteurized, like the stuff you buy at the store, when it says it's pasteurized as right. opposed to raw, right. it means that they have heated it enough so that they kill off the active cultures. Yeah. It would be like pasteurizing yogurt. It okay. heats it enough to kill kill off the cultures, which in my opinion, and I'm fairly certain Yakov would agree with me, that kind of kills off a large portion of the Healing goodness. properties. Yeah. yeah. Healing yeah. properties. We, I, yeah. Back when I, way back in the day when I worked at a store... There were sometimes people bring a, a Bragg's apple yeah. cider vinegar to me and say, "Oh, look at this stuff at the bottom; it's gone bad." And, like, you know, oh, that's, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't do but, that, yeah, but no. that was the. That's, I would look at it and kind of puzzle over it because this yeah. was you no know, in the nineties. Yeah. I didn't really know too much about how to make all of that stuff and what that meant. And right. But yeah, that's just that's yeah, the mother right the there. Mother. Bring yeah, that the, home, make your own. The mother that's in a in a vinegar is science would say it's slightly different than the scoby and a kombucha, but they are really very Some closely idea, related. Yeah, right? they're very closely related. Like cousins. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much kissing cousins. Uh huh. Kissing so cousins. When you leave your kombucha and your scoby going too long, the kombucha becomes rather sour. Mm. And what I find for myself with my system is a lot of fire. So I have a lot of acid in my system. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hard time digesting pretty much anything. Okay. You know, I could just eat like a chunk of butter and I'm no, I'm oh, good, you know, oh <laughs> right. right. And, you know, so I've got that kind of stomach and system. Mm-hmm. And so when I get to the summer, which is the hot months of the year, right. that's also a fire producing time. And people who have colder digestive systems may well find that in the summer, they actually have an easier time digesting things than they do in the winter. Mm. For me, the summer is the time where my already hot system gets really overheated and aggravated. So when you take something like kombucha, which is really good and supportive to your digestive system, but has a strong sour component and Mm -hmm. sour is heating, you heat that which is already, for me, that which is already hot. 
So for me, when I have kombucha in the summer, it does not do, it doesn't do well for me. It doesn't taste good. It tastes, you know, horrible and repugnant to me. Whereas through the fall, winter and spring, it'll taste really good. Mm -hmm. And then I find that in the summertime, if there's even the slightest hint of sour, like lemonade, oh my God, that's a horrible thing to take in the summer for Mm me. I'll drink that all winter though, very happily. Interesting. You know, so, you know, for my system, the summer is not the time for kombucha. And I have like three and a half gallons of kombucha that I make that we go through on a, takes us about two weeks, which is, you know, about 10 days. So every 10 days I'm rebottling new batch of kombucha, mm-hmm. but I can't keep up with drinking. That's, and that's for, that's a, a lot. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's two grown adults. And for my husband, for Patrick, whose system isn't quite as hot as mine, he can mm-hmm. drink kombucha through the summer but you have to make sure it's not the super sour. It's got to be the really a bit sweet, sweet and sour. Yeah, the yeah. more sweeter kombucha. So it's not stood and fermented quite as long. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's just, it's hard to manage a schedule, an appropriate schedule. So in the summer, he just takes a break from kombucha as well. So what do you do with your so, extra kombucha? Well, right does it, now. Does it like, hold? Do you just bottle it? Yeah. I've, okay. I've got some that got too sour at the very beginning of summer where before I kind of woke up to the idea that I should, you know, stop again, which mm-hmm. happens to me every year. I, you know, through June, I'll still be going. trying to still drink it and going, why is this tasting bad? And I keep drinking it. And then suddenly <laughs> one day I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. It's, it's too hot for me. Mm-hmm. Duh. And then that's when I stop. Mm-hmm. But I'll end up with a few bottles that are that probably I've got maybe 10 or 12 bottles that are really sour. Mm-hmm. They're like vinegar level sour. And then the kombucha that has stood since then for a couple of months, I've let my kombucha just stand with the scobies in there. And it's fine. I check on it regularly. It's still perfectly healthy, but it's going to be sour as heck. It's going to be really vinegar kombucha. Wow. So that stuff I will bottle into a giant gallon jug and I'll use it as as a vinegar throughout the year. So will you make it into shrubs? Um, Sometimes or, you know, if you're making anything that you use vinegar for, if Mm -hmm. I'm pickling something Mm -hmm. and I'm going to can it, I might throw the kombucha vinegar in there because it's a way to use it up. Mm-hmm. If I'm making salad dressing, kombucha vinegar is great for that. Mm-hmm. If I'm washing my hair and I want to have a good rinse, a rinse yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. that'll help smooth all the um, the get all the soap out of there that makes your hair not so yeah. pleasant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it also um, I forget the name of it. The way that hair is constructed is almost like a series of scales that are oh, set yeah, together. Sure. I forgot the proper scientific name for Scaliosis. it. Scaliosis. But it makes them I all it makes them all like lay in the same direction, which makes your hair smooth and shiny. Oh. So especially for people who don't have naturally curly hair, uh-huh. it'll work really well. It works for everybody, but it really shows up when your hair is long, straight, and sticks straight like mine is. Uh-huh. Like doesn't even hold a curl so straight. Uh-huh. So it'll make my hair really nice and shiny. Uh-huh. So that's the upside to having hair you can't do much with. So the rinsing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. vinegar rinse and kombucha works wonderfully yeah. for that. Sour, super sour kombucha. Mm. So yeah, that's what I'll end up using it for. You know, mm. sometimes with Asian cooking, you throw in rice vinegar. I might use kombucha vinegar instead just because I want to use it up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And hopefully by the end of the year, by next summer, I'll have hopefully used up most of what I <laughs> accidentally on purpose stored up over the last summer. Wow. So. Well, I learned two things. One was a sad thing about me and it has mm-hmm. to do with the vinegars, mm-hmm. which I really love. And that is? And that is the one. And the other thing is about wasps. 
Ooh. This well, sounds like fun. This sounds like both of these are sad things. Oh, one of it actually one makes me ha- happy. Um, uh, so the thing about me is that I went to the dentist and, um, if you look at your teeth and you have some little ridges on the teeth, uh-huh. like that go across your mouth, the horizontal ridges, then that shows you some signs of malnutrition from oh, youth. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. builds it and, and, and it comes out in your enamel. Yeah. And it comes out in your enamel. So people like that, um, my dentist said, uh, often have soft enamel. Because uh, they had bad nutrition as a youth. And that's part of the challenge that you've had with your teeth has been soft enamel. And soft enamel. So the dentist said, and it's, uh, you're in your 50s, mm-hmm. and it's time to kind of lay off some of those vinegars because yeah. they're softening. Yeah, that makes it worse. Yep. Yeah. Which is not not making me happy. That's no. not my happy thing. No, because vinegar is actually important for your digestive yep. system. I love it, but I'm trying to do like a... I'll, Take a little spoonful, shut mm-hmm. back a spoonful, and then immediately rinse my mouth afterwards, so it's not yeah. staying in my mouth. Right, I don't want to continue to soften my teeth. And right, he he mentioned, and I don't, I'm not sure about this. I have to do more research. You know, I'm the ever skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, well, you know, if you put an egg with shell in a in a bottle of vinegar, then it's going to turn all soft and jelly. It's going it to break down the calcium. Yes. Just turn it all mushy and funny looking. Like it it's does. It's made of jello. Yes. So you can like do that and then you can put the egg into a bottle. Right. Like through a bottleneck. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. pretty fun to do. But the I'm not sure that that's, that that is really what's going on with my teeth. But I'm willing mm-hmm. to do rinses. Right. Mouth rinses, which I should be doing when I'm drinking coffee and other things like that. Yeah, you anyway. probably should anyway. Yep. So that was that was one, the sad thing. And the cool thing, I've been into bugs lately. This yeah. is the summer of bugs. I've been taking fun <laughs> pictures of them. Is that wasps, there's a, I can't remember which exactly which wasp it is, but... If you go and look at your grapes as they are developing, mm-hmm. then you notice at some point, you know, they're done because they'll start getting kind of a little yeast on the outside of it. Yeah, you get the, the blush. The blush, as they call it. And yeah. that that yeast is something that uh, the female wasp holds inside of her belly. Mm-hmm. And she's how it overwinters and goes from from uh, season to season. And you still have that great yeast that helps you make wine or vinegars yeah. or things like that. Yeah, I made a wonderful wild plum vinegar last year using the yeast from grapes, and then a uh, grape yeast. Yeah, I did. I used the same the same wild yeast source for both. So we can thank wasps yeah. for that. All right, because a couple of years ago, there's a lot of things that have vilified wasps. So at least they're doing something right. I know, I know. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. And it, just because they that we can take advantage of them doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're great. They are just they are just their own thing. Yes, you know, yes. But they're great for us in our lives now. We're figuring it out. But a couple of years ago, you and I were on this walk, and somebody asked us, "So, what are wasps good for?" And I'm like, "Oh, they didn't fix." Yeah, we know they're, know they're good for something. They're yeah. good for controlling ants. They're good for controlling you know. ants <laughs> yeah. and some other, yeah, yeah. Uh, garden pests. Yeah, because they, they take care of those. There's they're really great for that, but the. I was kind of at a loss. So now yeah. I'm learning now all these Now you've got something really cool to yeah. be able to talk about. Yeah. Do you like cool. wine? Do you like vinegar? Yes. So that was a, a very cool thing. I liked learning about that. Occupy Medical is a free street reach integrated health clinic that demonstrates by example that healthcare really is a human right. We're an all volunteer clinic 
of doctors, nurses, herbalists, and others working together to heal the community. What kind of donations are you guys looking for? We need vitamins, herbs, socks, toothbrushes, and of course, good old-fashioned money. You can find a complete list of our needs and contact information at occupy-medical.org. Occupy Medical is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And um, I've looked in some of the books. We do, do book reviews on our website. Yes, we do Quite do book reviews. And mm. now, you know, talking with Yakov, mm. it's a good time if you're inspired to look at how to improve your digestion. There's a lot of mm. herbal ways, a lot of good herbal resources. Most definitely. Uh, Modern Herbal Dispensary, a medicine-making guide by Thomas Easley and Stephen Horn, which is a book. We reviewed. It's one of our reviews, and there's some shows out there. We did got to interview Thomas a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, he's a, right. he's a fascinating fellow. So he's got some great formulas, um, a good variety of them. He's got one that's a compound wine of Solomon's seal, and of course the fire cider um, one. There's a garlic lemonade, a GI infection parasite formula. You got to use something akin to that. Something use- similar. He has a, a god-awful, where's his god-awful formula? And I don't think it's called god-awful. But it, He's got it, one that was really, it sounded bitter. It just sounded like it made bitter sound bitter or sound tame. Mm-hmm. It was bitter. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a little, a little slice of nasty, but boy, does it, it work wonders. So if you're one of those people, you just want to get rid of it. Then I think it is this GI infection and parasite formula. I think that was the one. Yep. So if a person had come into the clinic and they um, had been putting castor oil on their belly, which is an old fashioned cure for um, lower abdominal cramps um, to help, yeah, help with uh, cramping for. Um, not only stomach cramps, but also for like menstrual, menstrual and menstrual when you get that lower digestive system where your lower intestinal tract just feels cramped and, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, it works great. Yeah. But also one of the other little pluses is when you put that castor oil on your belly, it will help purge some intestinal worms, mm. roundworms. So this patient had noticed that in doing one thing, it had allowed her to see that she had some something else going something on else now. and she was really really embarrassed about it oh gosh yeah because you know we think in america of this shouldn't even be an issue sure. i mean even though i know there are many people who are really low income unhoused barely housed barely able mm-hmm. to even afford cheap food which isn't very good so right. there's a lot of malnutrition in our country but most of us think of America as being a place where, you know, worms, free. worms, TB, and smallpox are a thing of the past. That's right. You don't even and, need vaccines, by golly. We're just <laughs> freedom from. Yeah. Yes. But, and, it's, but it's simply not yeah. true. We have warm climates. And, you know, if you go running around barefoot in these warm climates, you're going to get You can, you can get up. it. And it, it can, can go happen. right through your foot. So, <clears throat> yeah, this great formula. And, unfortunately, I didn't have the formula, but I – remembered parts of it and one of that was black walnut and i had that so, so you went for it yeah i cool. went for it i gave her that in a pill form good because so she yeah. had some compliance issues was, i can imagine yeah so uh we she was uh she was willing to talk about taking the the castor oil internally and i hesitated about that one it says you know yeah. you're already getting success with externally and the only thing that i've seen really about castor oil that causes problems is people are using too much castor oil internally and it makes them ill. 
Yeah. And that's the that opposite of what we want. Right. So, you know, continue, you know, nice soft belly. It's, it's helping you use what continues to help you mm-hmm. with the external use on your belly of the castor oil and putting something over it so it doesn't get your clothes all greasy. Right. Until it, it, uh, it absorbs, which it really does. And then adding the black walnut capsules. And then I also gave her some of, uh, um, some cinnamon capsules nice. to help with her digestion. Yeah. She does have a little bit of queasiness. Yeah, that should help heat things up and yeah. get things moving. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I'm i surprised you didn't try licorice. That's another one that I've often heard. But maybe that would be improving for the worms instead of making it worse for the worms. I don't well, know. her blood pressure was also a little bit of concern. Uh, and I wanted her to then. start eating a little more. I mean, if you've got worms, one of the other symptoms is that you You're have a uranemic. Yeah. You're going to be malnourished in general. Yeah. So we we adding that plus her anemia. I just was nervous about her blood pressure. That's understandable. So the yeah. cinnamon, I think, will work pretty well. And she just has to go in and get tested. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's there's no. I hope she. About I hope she continues forward and, and yeah. does what she needs to do. But it felt like it was a good. Like I was a safe place for her to share it. It was the first time she had shared it, and it right. had been going on for a while. Oh gosh. So, you know, that's the other yeah. thing about being in herbalism is you're kind of like your people's auntie and uncle as opposed to this big authority figure. Yeah. I feel like people tell me more stuff. Yeah. People do tell me a lot of things. (laughs) On the bus, (laughs) at the grocery store. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's, that's a, that's a good, it's good though. Yeah. But it felt, uh, it felt good to be able to share some of this information that we got. And I know it's also in, um, there's also great formulas in, uh, Maria Noel Grobe's Body into Balance book. Yeah. One of the things I liked about hers with regard to digestion is that she has a really good, robust section on the digestive system and good things you can do to support your health and digestion. Okay. So yeah. that was, yeah, that was one that definitely, when we were talking to Yakov, that came to mind. Yeah, definitely. And then um, uh, another, this is a good book for uh, beginners is The Alchemy of Herbs by Rosalie. Mm hmm. That one also, yeah, that came to mind also in terms of making sure that you're doing the best you can to create the best, healthiest meals, you know, food as medicine. Right. Which also, Yakov also made me think of that too. Yeah. You know, I think that would be one of his philosophies is, you know, your food should be your medicine. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rosalie will be at the upcoming uh, Free Herbalism Project at Mount Pisgah. Yeah. So I, I hope we'll be able to come and say howdy to her. Yeah. She's a good gal. Smart, smart. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of stuff to think about when it comes to digestive health. Yep. Yeah, definitely there is. Yeah. Well, and now it's time for Herbal 101. We've got a question here from Bijana V. Bijana's question is, what diseases are hot, can hot what diseases can hot chili pepper cure? Ah, well, first of all, we want to say we are not here to give cures away to people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're here to give yes. suggestions about things that might you might want to look into. There have been a lot of studies done on chili pepper yeah. over the last 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And science has linked chili pepper with the ability to help reduce inflammation. That's For right. instance, in things like arthritis rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Well, and, topically, internally. Yep. Mm-hmm. And other inflamed, painful sorts of conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been linked to helping with improving neuropathy. Right. Which isn't 
the same, but in terms of increasing circulation and getting, I think that's how it's, how chili pepper is helping with the joint problems mm-hmm. is getting circulation moving. And I think it's the same thing with neuropathy. Yeah. And also de- um, depleting substance P that's how yep. it helps with uh, helps to pain control. Pain. Yep. That's one of the fun things it does. And uh, another thing that it does is antimicrobial. So of course yep. there's a lot of diseases that are um, instigated by some of these unpleasant microbes uh, mm-hmm. the E. coli that uh, is unfortunately a little more common here in the hair. Yeah. And staph. And, and staph, staph. Uh, salmonella, yep. uh, uh, strep. Yep. You know, that's a, that's a fabulous, it's a nice wash. And in a lot of herbal formulas that you see on the market, if they have a, a variety of different herbs in them, then one of the ones in smaller concentrations at the very bottom is chili pepper or otherwise known as cayenne. Yep, chili pepper, cayenne, or any of the capsaicin family will be often used in those formulas as an activator. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it tells the body, knocks on the door, raps really loud, and says, "Hey, wake up! These herbs are here to help." Yeah, and, and you it don't opens need much, and it opens the door up, and then the herbs all can work together as a team to help your body move back into a place of health and wellness. Yeah, and it's oftentimes five percent or less of the formula. Yes, if you get more. It's going to make that formula very difficult to tolerate. It is. It makes it quite spicy. Yeah. And for uh, diseases of the mouth, too. I know yeah. people that have used cayenne to, they'll put it on a drop on their toothbrush along with some other, you know, their toothpaste, yeah. of course. Uh, have you used it for any diseases of the mouth? Not in the mouth. I've used it for sore throat. And when I feel like a cold flu coming on and my throat's starting to get that scratchy feeling, mm-hmm. a lot of times a good hot pepper tea with a little bit of lemon and ginger will kick that crap right out. Do you put a drop of, of cayenne tincture in it? No. Or how do you do I, that? I, well, if I, I usually I don't use the tincture. I use that if, as a bitter if I'm using bitters for digestion. Uh-huh. But if I'm making the tea for my throat or fending off illness, I'll just throw a chili pepper or two in. Oh, like, okay. And dried ones. Oh, wow. Keep in mind, Candace is the hottie. (laughs) (laughs) And and I do occasionally make that for the family, for Mm -hmm. one or other of the family members, but they often complain and don't really want it. Right. So I don't try to force them into it. Um, And a little bit of honey can make that heat a little bit more pleasant for a lot of people. That's true. For myself, not as much, but... Well, that's what uh, Rosalie, uh, Rosalie, Rosemary Gladstar puts in her fireside. She'll say, you can add honey to this. It makes it a little more palatable to people. It does. It helps. It's drying, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Good, tastier, balancing. And it it is a a study that came out, uh, I believe it was this year in the American Medical Association. There was a little piece about it or yeah, it talked about how when they analyzed cough drops and cough medicine, I think it was cough syrup specifically, over-the-counter cough syrup for children, then the one that had the most effect was just plain old honey. Yeah. It's not surprising. It's the one you can get them to take, too. That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Yes, you can. No problem. Um, The other thing that I've read most often, see chili pepper Mm -hmm. linked with, is heart disease and circulatory issues. Right. And again, it's, I think, that heating and moving of energies, Mm -hmm. moving of fluids. Yeah, helping reduce cholesterol. I mean, it's a nice thing to pair with some other things like red yeast rice or there's a, a variety of things that um, help with it. They're not necessarily replacements for statins, but they help support things like yeah. statins to take that cholesterol out of your 
out of your circulatory system and put it back where it belongs. But we also yeah. have a book about. Yeah, I was going to say, pepper. if you want to read more and get more in depth with chili pepper, you might want to check out Chili Pepper Naturally Hot Herbal Medicine on Amazon.com. Yeah, we also have some recipes in there. Yep. And what, mm-hmm. you know, as a, uh, in addition to our little piece of that really kind of gets into the history of it and then some of the um, research about it and the basic things that it helps with. Right. Yeah. We talk about through that book, we, we kind of cover chili pepper as we do with all of our herbal folios. We cover it from all angles. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the science and the studies and the chemical constituents and how do you apply those as an herbal medicine. But then we also talk about the energetics then we talk about the folklore and folk uses. Yep. And we talk about how to use chili peppers regularly in your house on various mm-hmm. different levels. So rather than taking them internally, what are some of the other ways that they can be used? We talk about how to plant them, That's how to right. grow them, how to harvest them, yep. how to turn them into the best medicine. A veritable buffet. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then how to use them with your animals. Yeah. How to use or not use them, yeah. depending on... Don't stick it in your eye. Yeah, definitely don't stick it in your eye. <laughs> or up your nose. Having having done the eye thing, I can tell you oh, it's gosh. not pleasant. Yep. Yeah, I had my first wonderful chili pepper experience when I was rather young. After my mother said, don't play in those plants and don't put your hands in your eyes if you touch those plants. Oh, well, wow. And I went and played in the plants and then touched my eyes with them and cried for hours. Oh, so, <laughs> Mommy was right. She was. She, she'll be that way once in a while. Yep. <laughs> so right. it was the beginning of a love affair with chilies, I guess. Oh, <laughs> starting the hard way. Goodness well, sakes. you know, isn't that how little kids do it? They like each other, so they do things like throw Play-Doh at each other. And hmm. isn't that one of those things? I remember from grade school, if you liked someone, you pull their hair or... I had, you know, I had a little boy sharing candy bars with me. Oh, you Yes, I wasn't with the rough crowd that you oh. were with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to each their own. Well, thank you for that question. Bijana. Bijana, yes. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.